20 minutes before the Pirates took to Wrigley Field here yesterday afternoon, Derek Shelton said to all of us on a Zoom call that he felt opening day should be a national holiday. I'm not inclined to agree with that, but man, it's it's always, always special. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'm in Chicago for the Pirates versus the Cubs, the Pittsburgh Baseball Club's 135th opener. And this right here, right now, is where all this stuff we've been talking about for months doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, see, th- th- this is this is different. This is different. We can go over individual young players and prospects and rankings and individualized possibilities along the way. People like me can tell you, don't worry about this season. Don't worry about the record. Doesn't matter. And I've been saying it a lot. And honestly, I believe it. If the Pirates win 62 games and lose 100, it's not going to matter. If they win 72 games and lose 90, it's not going to matter. If they win 82, it's a <laughs> it'd be stunning, okay? So maybe I'll draw the line there with what matters and what doesn't. But when you turn that television on today to watch baseball, you're not going to be thinking to yourself, huh, here's Brian Reynolds. Yeah, he had a rough year in 2020. He batted 183 after he was outstanding as a rookie. All that matters today is that Reynolds gets a couple of knocks. No. You're not going to look at Brian Hayes when he steps into the box and say all that matters is his continued maturation. No. That's not normal. That's not human. That's not what... Any level of fandom is about, whether you're super intensely into it and you know everything about everyone, or you're just a casual observer and you're just like, hey, it's the Pirates opener. I'm going to put it on and just see what's going on here. I don't even know most of their names, but I'm just going to watch. You're going to be watching with one thing in mind above all. Did they win? Did they lose? And I'm going to come completely clean with you here. I am too. I am too. I'm not going to sit there in the Wrigley Field press box and analyze microscopic tendencies. I'm going to be covering a baseball game between two teams. And I'm going to be covering it from the standpoint of whether or not the Pirates won. And sure, I can throw in some context and keep that context in my own mind, even as it's playing out. And if the Pirates, let's say they were to lose the game, I don't know, 11 to 10. 
but they mashed on Kyle Hendricks, and they had all kinds of guys on base and everything else, and then one lousy relief pitcher comes in late and gives up a ton of runs. Yeah, there's there's context. That looks like a baseball team that could be competitive. But it still comes down to the win or the loss, you know? That's what all of this is about. That's what all of this is about. It's what it should be about. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by North Shore Tavern. And I'm proud to say that this show will be brought to you by North Shore Tavern all summer long. They are located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue. They're right next to Mike's Beer Bar. Sister sister slash companion operation there. North Shore Tavern has already become known as the home of steak on a stone. But as someone who's listening to this show, you'll probably appreciate just as much that it's the only pirate sports bar, dedicated full-time pirate sports bar. They got nothing else in there but pirate stuff anywhere on the planet. And it's first class, too. It's not like they just hung up a couple of pennants. Great place, North Shore Tavern. You're going to be watching for things that either result or don't result in a W. You're going to be mad at Derek Shelton at some point in the day. Get him out of there. Leave him in there. Bring in so-and-so. Bat for this guy. You're not going to be thinking about development. You're not going to be thinking about 2027 or whenever. You're going to be looking at this from the standpoint of either winning or losing a baseball game. And, you know, I'm, I'll tell you that from my own perspective, not telling you how to feel, but from my own perspective, part of the way that I'm thinking about covering this season is that if the Pirates do win more than most people are expecting, which I guess would just be like once a week from reading all the season previews that I've scanned in the past few days, if they were to just be competitive, look like a, a, a good, improving baseball team, and get their share of Ws along the way, that in and of itself will mean something toward this build, toward this longer-term project. Because it'll vindicate, A, the approach that Ben Charrington and everyone in the front office is taking, which is absolutely the right approach. B, we'll give at least the first indications that the execution is possible, meaning that you're taking players who are talented, whether they're prospects or whether they're somebody that's coming from another place like an Anthony Alford that maybe didn't succeed somewhere else. They come to Pittsburgh and succeed instead of, you know, the other way around. And that you'll have a feather there for Shelton and his coaches and the rest of the instructors at all levels. And then the players and the prospects have more buy-in because they believe, hey, this guy can make me better. Oscar Marine can make me better. Rick Eckstein can make me better. That stuff makes a difference. But see, 
is the impact on you. If the pirates are nothing more than the butt of endless regurgitated jokes over the entirety of the coming summer, that delays for another year. Anybody really taking them seriously. Look, you can nutting this and nutting that all you want. But the fact is, when the Pirates win, or when they have won under Nutting's ownership, meaning 2013 through 15, at least as far as playoffs, they did have a winning season in 2016. When that's happened, you haven't heard much about the owner. You know, I mean, he was never Mr. Popular, but you haven't heard much about him. You haven't heard like this constant every single time somebody mentions the word pirates. It's nothing, 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 nothing. At some point, it would benefit the pirates if that script were changed a little bit. And that'll happen not just if Reynolds and Hayes and these other guys get better and develop and mature and all that other stuff if they you know win you know like starting this afternoon when we come back just one question Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. it's time for just one question and today's comes from my friend melissa dr missy she asked questions to ponder regarding the pirates has anyone seriously analyzed the impact of the pirates on little league high school legion college ball in the wpil and city league area and just thinking about how few WPIL football recruits are going to D1 colleges, and I'm wondering about baseball as well, and hoops. I, I, I picked this question for today because I, I thought it was just perfect uh, in light of what I discussed in the opening segment. Stuff matters. The stuff matters. Baseball is fading slash dying depending on how you prefer to characterize it in places that aren't built up or bolstered by the lack of a salary cap, meaning it looks and feels great and healthy in New York and L.A. and here in Chicago and other places like that where teams can just spend whatever it is that they want and field competitive teams more often than not. And it's not doing nearly as well in Pittsburgh. When we're talking about youth participation, Melissa, what we're talking about principally is whether or not the kids want to do something. And that comes with a cool factor, or not. 
when kids saw the way the city of Pittsburgh responded to the blackout game and knew that it was Andrew McCutcheon who even came up with the term blackout. He came up with the whole concept. That, that was something. That was, that was Kutch rising to the level of Sidney Crosby, Ben Roethlisberger in our region. You know, that was a pirate doing that. No jokes, no mocking, no nutting this, nutting that. It was just Kutch. Kutch rose above. Kutch carried that team above. He did that. With some help, but he did it. Even more so than Clint Hurdle, who I thought did a beautiful job connecting with the community for a long time. That was about Kutch. And kids saw that, and kids could say, hey, I could be a ball player like Kutch. I can do that. That's cool. Baseball baseball doesn't suck the way I thought it would. I thought it did for the 20 consecutive losing seasons. This is actually pretty cool. But kids don't like to be mocked, generally speaking. That's the stuff that ends up in your nightmares for the rest of your adult life. <laughs> Whatever they did to make fun of you in, in junior high and in high school. They don't like to be mocked. I'll bet you there isn't a kid anywhere who's comfortable, comfortable going to school with Pirates gear on. You probably got to explain yourself. Dude, what's wrong with you, man? You're not a hockey fan? What's that all about? That's, it's, it's different. And I, I don't have numbers to answer your question specifically about impact on Little League, high school, Legion ball, and everything else. But baseball participation in general is down everywhere. It's not just in Pittsburgh. You know, we'll see a ball field empty in Wilkinsburg or the, or the West End, and we'll go, oh, no, this is it. It's the end of everything. But the truth is that's happening across the country. Less in places like this and more in places like Pittsburgh. And it's why I keep coming back to the salary cap. I just do, you know, if you let more cities experience that high that Pittsburgh felt in 2013 and even into 2014 and 15, you build the game, not just in five or six places, but everywhere. And it does make a difference. The Pirates matter in Pittsburgh. They've been around longer than the symphony. They're one of our oldest most venerable civic institutions, twice as old almost as the Steelers, three times as old as the Penguins. They're, they're in our blood. And the only way they're ever going to make it back into the consciousness uh, of our city from a positive standpoint is by doing exactly what I talked about in the first segment, and that's winning. Thanks so much for the question, Dr. Missy. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll have a good, fun daily shot of Pirates tomorrow because we'll actually be discussing baseball. At Point 
Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.